Okay, we're excited to have a special guest today, Mr. Al Garza. Mr. Garza not only is a mentor of mine, but he is an amazing friend of mine. We've known each other for 15 years probably at this point, and I'm excited to have him today. So there's a lot we're getting ready to learn. So Mr. Garza, Mr. Al Garza, tell us a little bit about who you are, your background in the martial arts, your journey. Well, I began my journey at the age of 16 and um, thought I was going to be a professional football player before that and realized that, that wasn't going to happen for various reasons. But I found martial You're sitting arts. down. You can't, they, you could be six feet tall. They don't uh, know. Well, I am 5'6". <laughs> at that time, was weighing probably 99 pounds soaking wet. But you're fast, man. Uh, yeah, I had some speed. Okay. Uh, probably didn't have the discipline or the confidence or the things that, that were uh, mental strengths that I needed. Uh, but I found martial arts to be something that I could excel at and uh, started right away competing. Two weeks after my first uh, lesson, I went to my first tournament. Got beat pretty bad for, for a season of time. Got a pep talk from my mom one day. Uh, as I was getting ready to go to the tournament, she caught me in the kitchen, asked me where I was going. And uh, I said, I'm going to the tournament. She says, why do you go to these blankety-blank things? Uh, you never win a blankety-blank thing. What? That was my pep talk. That's and, uh, and that was my first day to win a trophy. Mom has a special way of <laughs> motivating people, she didn't did. she? She did, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it's something that kind of helped me to get the kind of mindset that I needed to win. And, and then once I got a taste of winning, uh, I... Uh, started winning more regularly. Now you've done point fighting, you've point done fighting and kickboxing, kickboxing yeah. PK-8 style, yeah. right? Yes, sir. That's awesome. Now, who was your instructors? Tell us a little bit about the journey through the full contact. And Well, my first three months was at uh, Black Belt Academy in Houston. <clears throat> Mr. J uh, Grandmaster George Minshew was the owner of the schools. Uh, Jimmy Tavares, who became a, an international point fighter, great kickboxer as well was my instructor and I, I decided I wanted to be with my relatives which was my cousins who were in Galveston training and uh, Grandmaster Ishmael Robles who became world champion kickboxer uh, uh, graduated from college with a law degree came home and actually started our school oh wow and so we started training together at that time that, that was like 1970 Five. I started martial arts in 73 and there was a gap in there where I trained with some other instructors and and uh, just my relationship with Grandmaster Robles is, is like a father-son or a mentor mentee. Uh, we just are very close and I love him. Wow, imagine a having a relationship with the, the, the same instructor since 1975. Right. Talk about, me and you were at breakfast this morning, we are talking about the importance of relationships. Right. That's a prime example right there. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. know? Yeah. Now, I'll do anything for the man. He's, a, he's an amazing guy, and, and uh, he's given me the freedom to also explore and, and to go to other systems of martial arts and train with some of the world's best people. And, uh, right, and you have, yeah. And people, you know, when I first started going to Texas to consult different martial arts schools, and then, of course, you know, Premier Martial Arts, we have more schools in the state of Texas than any anywhere else. We're at like 15, 16 schools in Texas. You know, when I first... And growing, that's right. And when we when I first got going down there, I kept hearing people talk about... I don't know how they phrase it, but basically Texas karate. Like it's something different or it's something special. Yeah, and I would I would be like, uh, okay, I would just first didn't know what they were talking about, and then I thought, well, these are some these are some boastful dudes. And then the more I learned, I realized, holy cow, 
Texas karate's for real, man. These guys, when you look back at the lineage of them and who they were and the people that trained and branched off and their victories and their toughness and they're all fighters, Texas for karate, Texas karate is no joke. It's the it's something that's actually real. Yeah, well, I, you know, I humble myself and say this: there was some healthy pride, and there was probably a line we crossed with unhealthy pride many times too. <laughs> um, but I'm just so blessed to have grown up in that, and I don't know any other environment other than growing up in that environment. And, and I just want to pass on those uh, those solid principles that last for a lifetime that, that that will be helpful to all of my students and my family. I don't know if you guys know Mr. Garza well, but how old are you? I am 61 years old. Sometimes I tell people I'm 16 because I get dyslexic. Right. And you run a marathon. For how many years have you ran a marathon every five years? A full-on 26-mile marathon. You've yeah. you've ran them quite a few times, right? Yes, sir. Five, six times. Well, when I retired from fighting, I uh, wanted to do something I was setting goals, and I realized that I'd wanted to do a marathon before and all that time, so I said, well, now's the time to do that. So I ran my first one just before I turned 35. Uh, I ran it in January, and then I turned 35 in April of that year. Um, I loved it. I loved the training. I was just It was so good, but it took so much time, so I said, you know, I'm going to do this every five years for the rest of my life is what I thought. Uh, so I did it every five years until my last one was, uh, the last one was just before I turned 60. I, I did it at 59 and turned 60 in, in April of that year. And I decided then that no longer was that going to be the goal. Now I'm deciding to do other things that yeah. are healthier for me at my age. Yeah. And, and they're still challenging. I remember the first time ever sparring you, uh, we were had, our, I think it was our first ever Premier Martial Arts International Black Belt Test. And we're getting ready to spar, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go light and be nice to this guy. He's, he's my buddy, and he's, you know. And I remember you hitting me with body shots that I was like, hello. And I was just like, man, I got to pay attention. This guy's no not messed around. And you're still you. fighting and sparring at 61. Still enjoying sparring. I don't spar as much as I used to, but I, I do from time to time. I just am enjoying some body work boxing currently that I would like to bring over here and do with as many people as Awesome. You're off to Germany today after this interview. We're that's rushing right. to the airport. Yes. You're off to Germany to teach over there and to right. train people and stuff. That's, that's great. Exactly. I, I believe that um, the things that my mentors have taught me is the key to success, the three keys to success is relationships, relationships, relationships. And it's what I try to live and try to teach my family and my students is, is it you know, I cannot do an interview without giving all glory to God for my relationship with Him. Uh, secondly, for the relationships that He's put with me and you and with everyone else that He's put in my life. I'm just very blessed by those relationships, and I, and I never want to do anything to harm those relationships. And then my own personal relationship with myself, uh, you know, developing and growing and never stopping growing, that's, that's always a goal. And, uh, you know, it's not always easy to grow because we can get stuck. But I just encourage everyone, have a growth plan, mentally, physically, spiritually, social, emotionally. Don't ever get stuck in one place. Everybody that's watching this, they may be going, what's Barry doing? He brought in one of his buddies and they're just hanging out talking. What is this about? Let me wake you guys up just a little bit on who actually we're talking to. Flash forward from 1975 to current 
current times right now, 19, 2017, and you're talking about a, a guy that has two martial arts schools, each martial arts school right at 500 students each. You're talking about a, a guy whose gross revenue for both schools are over $100,000, $120,000 a month. You're talking about a gentleman who has his family runs a family Christian martial arts school where his family works with him. And he's created such a community there in uh, League City in Dickinson, Texas. Um, The one thing that I see above and beyond anywhere I travel is the sheer number of black belts that you retain that continue training and the sheer number of different levels of black belts. So, I remember a couple of years ago, he invites me down for his, he does this every year, annual black belt test. And I'm a guest of honor and I'm at this big theater and auditorium. And there's 70 black belts on the stage. They're either getting, going for their black belt or they're going for different levels of black belt. And they did this whole show and all 70 are standing there. And he looks out into the crowd and goes, now some of you in the crowd right now, you're going to be experiencing this. You're going to be testing next year. If you know already that you're going to be testing for a different rank or for black belt next year, I want you to stand up and I want you to come down in front of the stage. I'm not kidding you. Another 65 people stand up out of an auditorium of thousands, come down and get in the front row because those 70, those 65 people knew they were going to test a year from now and be on the same stage. So you're standing there looking at 120, no, 140, 135 people that are black belts in those two martial arts schools. And that's not all the black belts. That's just the ones that we're testing or going to test next year. Totally amazing, right? Yeah, so that that stuff you do well. All right, so now that you know exactly who you've been talking to, I urge you guys to visit their schools. If you happen to be in the area, you're going to see some amazing martial arts, amazing classes, amazing staff, well-trained, and you're going to be received uh, in, in an amazing way. Now, let's go through a couple questions. These questions I always find that school owners want to know. First is give me your top marketing that you're doing to grow your school. I mean, to maintain that number of people in two locations, you got to be signing people up. So what is some of your top marketing that you're doing? Well, the marketing, first of all, is our longevity. We This is week after next will be our 41 year anniversary. And so we've been in the presence of our community for that long. And so we get a lot of referrals. Also today's social media, every aspect of that we follow the, the things that you're training us to do through Premier International and, and it's very successful. So we don't have to go out and beat the streets for students, but we do. We are present in our community. We are So you're doing yeah. You're doing promotional boosts and showing up at events. That's I right. know you you and your son and some of your staff do great school talks right. for our mass intro just last systems. Friday we were at a career day and we loved just hanging out with the kids and meeting the teachers and, and just letting them know who we are and what we do and how we make a difference in the community. That's great because, you know, one thing I see owners is they, they rely, and and yes, digital marketing, your Facebook, your social media, your Instagram, tying that into your website, email funnel dripping, all of that's so important nowadays, but some scorners sit around and wait for that to be the only thing they're doing, you know, and you guys, at that many students, you, you, you've you got to you've got to get out there and do it. Um, 
another thing on the 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 marketing side is you know people you hear oh word of mouth is the best marketing it truly is but what they don't understand is the customer service that you guys are giving in your community the camaraderie the the rapport with the instructors and the staff and the students you're talking a thousand people that are saying great things about your school at any given time. That's real referrals. That's real power of referrals because they're out there referring people and talking it up. And, you know, that's the difference. And in, in, in people don't understand how customer service and quality and relationships inside their school tie in with number of new students they're bringing into the school. So school owners, when's the last time the phone rang? And somebody, or they walked in and they said, hey, I heard about you guys from a friend of mine and I come. I wanted to come by and check on lessons. If you haven't had that happen in a long time, you got, you got, they got problems on the floor. They got problems with relationships in their school. They got some problems. But if you're getting those phone calls, if you're getting those walk-ins where people are sharing the experience of your martial arts school, you know you're doing a good job on the classroom floor. Okay, next question. What's a struggle you guys have? I mean, you, you're very successful, but everybody has struggles. What's one of the big struggles that, or a struggle that you guys might deal with? I guess one of the greatest victories is, is like you mentioned, the growth, the, the numbers. And that's our biggest struggle is to manage them in the spaces that we're in. We're, we're looking for property to build and to expand uh, the location or to put in other locations to be able to manage the numbers. So it's our happy problem is yeah. to manage our problems, our, our numbers, and to give that quality service that we're accustomed to giving and to be able to meet everybody and build a relationship with them. Yeah, that's so powerful. What you just said is, you know, some school owners have problems because they're struggling. Your guys' struggles are the result of your progress, right? right? Man, I, that's all. I invented that saying yeah, just now. Yeah, those are happy problems that, that I'd much rather deal with. Yeah. Um, and believe me, I've been through the other kind of problems uh, where there's not enough students, where there's not enough income to pay the bills. And, uh, you know, so I just, my heart is always out, all out for those people who are in that season of their life. And if we can be of help, we want to we help. Now, uh, what's a major victory, you guys? What's something that's just a victory for your organization? Well, my son, Cody, made it to the master rank uh, just in July. That was a major victory for awesome. us. Uh, Cody is, um, you know, he's going to be who takes the baton and runs with it whenever it's my time is up, and, and he's going to do a great job. Yeah, he's going to be so a definitely a force a to reckon with in the martial arts industry. So it's such a victory to have my family working together with us. Two of my my children uh, are not currently involved, but they contributed a lot to to uh, getting us to where we're at, and so it's been a family affair the whole time. The other victory is the, is the team that we have. We have some amazing young people that they connect with the students and they do it with the right reason. They, you know, we, we want people of faith to pass on the faith and that we love everybody. So I think that my biggest victory is the passion and the love that we have for God, for each other, and for the martial arts. The martial arts is an amazing, amazing platform to be able to help make a difference in this world. And, uh, you know, just the doors that have opened. It's a victory for me to get to go to Germany and to test their people over there and share the gospel with them and do the things that I'm going to do there and just love on those people, get back home and go back to work. Awesome. 
Last question, we'll wrap this up. What's the best piece of advice you could give to uh, any school owner? Whether they're struggling, successful, what's what's well, a- I, I think of a scripture and it's, it tells us to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek God, and to turn away from our wicked ways. And uh, the promise is that, that God will hear us. He'll hear our prayers, he'll hear our, our desires. He knows our desires. He will forgive our sins and uh, he will heal our land. And uh, you know, I take that personally as he will heal our families. He'll heal the things that he needs to heal. And uh, you know, so faith first and then you know, be serious. I mean, when you think about martial arts, there's two things we try to balance. We try to balance safety and realism. And that's been a challenge for me all my life as I study, as I, I want to be real, but I also don't want to be injuring people and hurting people. So safety first, realism second and balance them out and just keep making that real and that's what we're here to do mm-hmm. here in Knoxville now we, we're looking at safety we're looking at realism and we're looking on how to be the best we can be right you know what's funny and, and I'll wrap up with this is so many times I, I interview people or I'm talking to school owners and it's all about money houses cars crushing it business this that your answers had nothing to do with any of that stuff, but you're sitting here running a multi-million dollar martial arts organization and you can tell what's important and you can tell the perspective that you put on it. So makes me proud to know you. Thank you you so much for being with us today. Thanks. God bless y'all.